Welcome to Purely Aligned. I'm your host, Melissa Michat, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, alignment activator, and transformational coach teaching you how to create life and business on your terms, have freedom and success, and help you experience the magic of living a fulfilled and purely aligned life. This is about remembering your vision, creating your rules, and doing it your way. And this isn't someday when you get there. Living in pure alignment gets to start now. Welcome back to Purely Aligned. I'm your host, Melissa Mashat, and today we are continuing the conversation around yeah, but, and negating everything we're given. I don't know about you, but I was, I'm going to uh, say past tense, was the queen of yeah, but it's not really enough. Yeah, but it's not exactly what I wanted. And literally anything good happening in my life I would turn around and say, yeah, but it like doesn't really count because of this. I would downplay and diminish everything. And I've been working really, really hard on opening myself up to receive and be present in the moment and really acknowledge and see that I've created and have everything I've asked for so far. And so just because it's not the way I thought it would look, does that mean it doesn't count? And this goes back as far as I can remember because I want to share a story with you where this started to open up my eyes. And it was about a year ago that I even realized it. I was visiting my family at home in LA and I was cleaning out my childhood room And this might be dating myself. I can't believe this is even a thing. I feel like I'm of that age now where I'm like, back in my day, back in my day, we wrote notes in high school because we didn't have cell phones yet and text and all of that. So we wrote handwritten notes. And I was reading through these notes that I kept in a box in my room. And if you want to talk about a wild trip down memory lane, I was reading these letters that people had written me and letters I had written others. I had found like old journal, all these things. And I had a crazy experience. Now, I haven't shared much. Well, in the about me, I shared a little bit about my wild high school days, but I think most angsty teenagers can relate with this, that we just want to be loved and accepted and feel attractive and the guy that we want or girl that we want, we just want them to like us too. And I absolutely had this time of high school where I just wanted to feel loved and accepted and acknowledged and beautiful. And I mean, I hope, I think all teenagers can relate with that. But uh, point is, I had a boyfriend in high school and I found letters that he wrote me and they were like deep, profound love letters about how obsessed they were with me and how I am their everything and I mean so much to them. And I'm reading these letters and I have zero recollection of reading them when I was 16, like 
if you told me they were that in love with me and all this stuff, I would have been like, what are you talking about? No, they're not. Because I'm going to admit it. I actually was in love, so to speak, teenage love, right? With somebody else who didn't acknowledge my existence. So even though I had the boyfriend, I had someone who was so like giving me everything I wanted, it wasn't from who I wanted it from. And therefore, I didn't even see it. Now, you might say, Melissa, you had a boyfriend and you were in love with someone else and it was long distance. It was a whole thing. I have a whole chapter of my life I have not shared much about. And the point is, like, I had this moment of, oh my gosh, I literally had someone telling me I'm beautiful. They love me, all the things. And I couldn't even receive it. I couldn't even accept it because I was so fixated on someone else who was not giving me what I, like, the attention that I wanted. And then I had this moment of going down the letters even more and kept reading. And I was, like, thinking I didn't have friends or, you know, no one cared. And yet I had, like, pen pals. We were writing letters all the time. Literally is what we did. We get bored in class and write letters and then mail them to the other person. And It just kept coming up as I'm going through these memories that everything I wanted, I was actually getting. It just wasn't the way I wanted it to be. It wasn't from who I wanted it to be from. And therefore, I couldn't even see it or it didn't even count. And I hate to admit this theme followed me until, like I said, I even realized it how many years later I don't, okay, math is not my thing, like 20 something years later, this is when I'm finally acknowledging it. I literally did this my entire life. Well, it, yeah, but it doesn't count. Yeah, but it's not from so-and-so, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it's not really good enough, so who really cares? Yeah, but like, where are you saying yeah, but in your life when it's literally right in front of your face? I want to share another personal example of this was I had set a goal forever ago that by the age of 35, I wanted to be a self-made millionaire, of course, in real estate, and that was my goal. I wanted to be so successful, show I could do it, prove I could do it, self-made millionaire by 35. Well, 35 rolls around, and let's just say we are nowhere near that. (laughs) And at the same time, in 2020, when I was 35 still, I started tracking net worth. I took an amazing course. I finally understood the importance of tracking net worth. If you're not tracking net worth, start doing it. Doesn't matter what the number is. And we are tracking our net worth. And I had a moment of like, wait a second. It's over a million dollars. And I'm not kidding. I said, yeah, but it's just net worth. It doesn't really count. (laughs) And I'm laughing at myself right now because I had said I wanted to be a self-made millionaire by the age of 35. I was 35. I looked at net worth. It was over a million dollars. And I said, yeah, but it doesn't really count because I'm not making a million dollars. It's assets. I'd have to sell off everything for it to even count. It doesn't really count. Where are you doing this in your life? I have more examples than I'd like to admit of different areas where I've actually said, yeah, but It's not the same. It doesn't really count. 
It's not really, you know, good enough. It's not really this. And I had this moment where I was like, the universe has given me everything I've asked for. Everything. And I can't even see it. Because it looks different than what I thought. Or maybe I wasn't specific enough. I didn't say I want to make a million dollars by 35. I just said I wanted to be a millionaire by 35. And I'm sharing this with you now because I can't believe it took me as long as it did to even see what was going on. Whether it was wanting love and affection and appreciation or if it was business milestones. I've always said I wanted to run a business that runs with or without me. I want to be financially stable. I want to teach and coach and lead. Like anything I've said I've wanted has actually happened even if it looks completely different. And it wasn't until I looked back and saw the love letters and I I am I guess I guess I'm proud to say that I've received multiple love letters in my life. Who knew? And it's like I blocked all of them out or did I even read them? Did I even acknowledge it? Did I even receive it? Or was I so caught up in my world of, yeah, but it doesn't count because it's not who I want to get attention from. Therefore, it doesn't even matter. Or did I just not even see it because I was so focused on wanting it from a certain person or wanting it to look a certain way. This really gave me a new perspective of how many areas in my life have I not even been realizing I've been getting everything I've asked for. Can you think of areas in your life where you have been saying, yeah, but it doesn't really count. Yeah, but it's not that great. Yeah, like people will say like, oh, you have such a successful real estate business and I will be the first to say, yeah, like, but not really because, you know, it's okay. We could be doing more. It's not that much. Why do we do that? I think it's more than being open to receive a compliment or by the way, how often do we do that too? Oh, I love your outfit. Yeah, I got it, you know, here on sale or, oh, you look great. Uh, not really. I mean, it's okay. I don't really like my haircut or whatever it is. Like, why do we push back and block anything positive that's coming our way? Is it because we're not open to receive the compliment, the information? Or is it because we're so stuck in our own belief system, our own story that it's almost, there's no way that that could be true? If I believe I'm not really lovable and no one likes me and no one thinks I'm pretty and no one, I don't know, whatever 16-year-old girls or boys think, right? If I really, really believe that I'm this loner outcast and no one cares and no one likes me and they, they don't even know I exist, then is it that I couldn't believe that someone actually was giving me attention and, and, and wanted, like gave me everything I was looking for? Or could I just not even see it? Because my reality was that I needed to prove myself right. I needed to prove myself that it's true that no one cared. I can't tell you the experience of reading those letters and shaking my head of like, did I even read this? Did I even see it? I literally have no memory of it. 
and yet I have it. It's in my possession. So knowing me, I absolutely opened it. There's no way I wouldn't have opened it. I don't like secrets or surprises and I have no patience. (laughs) So I have to say the fact that I couldn't even remember was kind of a mind, you know, you know what, because how did I not notice it? How did I not see it? And and it, just because it wasn't from who I wanted, it's almost like it didn't exist. Where are you doing that in your life right now? Where is someone saying, oh my goodness, it must be amazing. I'm so proud of you or congratulations or whatever it is, or I love you or you're the best. And you're like, eh, not really. It's okay. I mean, everyone does it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Since this moment of having almost, I'm going to call it an awakening, that I have actually created everything I've asked for, I started paying attention of where am I not seeing it? How is the universe or whatever you believe in going to give you more if you can't even appreciate and acknowledge that what you have in the first place? I made a decision that I am going to work on being more present and with my intentions and with my language and actually be open to receive. If I say I would love more friends and more support, then how am I also blocking it on the flip side? Because it's probably right in front of my face and I'm not seeing it because it's not enough. I had joined a mastermind group looking for that sisterhood, looking for that connection. And it was the same thing. I was being judgy and, oh, you know, it's okay. It's kind of a connection, but not really. Do they really like me or care? I don't know. And, you know, maybe I need to go find a different group. It was almost like going on to the next, going on to the next because it's not good enough or it's not the way I wanted it. And I ended up making incredible friends and connections and going on a retreat together. And I'm sitting there and it was right after this revelation of like, I said I wanted my tribe. I said I wanted friends and sisterhood. And it's right in front of my face. Am I willing to receive it? Where are you blocking the things you're asking for? Or are you judging that it's not good enough? It's not exactly what you wanted. It's not how you wanted it. Isn't this fascinating? If you are having your mind blown the way I did, please reach out on social at Melissa Machat because like I said, I've been saying yeah, but and diminishing and downplaying the majority of my life. And it wasn't until last year that I even had the realization and awakening that I was even doing it. It was so programmed and unconscious. I wasn't even catching what was right in front of me. Another example of this is years ago, I was telling one of my mentors that my dream is to have a ranch and rescue, if you didn't know, rescue all the wild burros and horses who've gotten rounded up and give them, you know, space and land so they can feel like they're free again and rescue all the animals and the dogs. And I want like this giant ranch and farm. And I was telling my mentor how, you know, I really, really, really want my farm and my ranch and, you know, someday it's so far away and I want to be able to rescue the animals. And he's like, Melissa, you literally have your dream ranch right now without the responsibility. And he said that because my house right now is my dream home and I do back up to 
desert. And unfortunately, they haven't been around in a while. But we had wild burros who would come hang out behind our house. And I would see them out in the desert. We'd see them out in the wild. They would come on our street. One almost tried to come in our front door at Christmas. I mean, like, I'm convinced they want to live with me. And uh, so I'm telling them, you know, everybody who was around me knew that the wild burros that have all the animals, you know, they're out, you know, they're out in the desert. And he said, you have your dream ranch without the responsibility. And I was like, no, I don't. It doesn't count because I'm not able to rescue and do this and do that. And they're not mine. And I don't have a real ranch. And, you know, we're only on this much land. It's not really like I was telling I literally went on a tangent telling him why this isn't my dream ranch. And again, looking back years later, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I absolutely love being in my home and not having the responsibility of having all the animals who actually live with me, not just out in the desert behind my wall. It finally clicked. I was ready to hear it. I was ready to receive it, that I actually do have my dream home right now without the responsibility. And do I want a real ranch someday with all the animals and burrows? You better believe it. But I'm also completely satisfied and happy and present with how incredible my situation is right now. Whereas years ago, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't what I wanted. And I couldn't be present. I think that's a huge piece of this. Are you present with what's actually going on in your life and what you already have that you may not even realize you have it? Is it something you were asking for years ago? Is it something that was on your vision and dream board? It's the same thing. I had my dream vision board and I said I wanted a dog mobile and I wanted, you know, a Tahoe or something back in the day where, you know, it was this big thing that could handle my Dobermans and I wanted this like specific third car to be our dog mobile. And it's the exact same thing. I ended up with an SUV where the seats fold flat. It might be a very nice SUV that the seats fold flat. And guess what? It is my dogmobile. The seats are always flat and there are comforters and blankets back there. And we used to have two Dobermans, Griff and Fiona. Now it's just Fiona. And we absolutely have made my car the dogmobile. But again, it wasn't a third car. It wasn't this fancy thing. It wasn't this other thing. It wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't, that's not it. It doesn't count. I'm sharing these examples with you because I would love for it to maybe inspire something within you to say, oh my goodness, I'm doing it too. Or I see where I have done that and I want to work on being more present as well. I want to work on being open to receive. I want to work on appreciating what I really created in the present moment. If we're always chasing to get somewhere else, it can be really difficult to see where we're at and that our reality is actually what we wished for years ago. At least there's an essence or peace that is, I'm willing to bet. So maybe this is an element of being open to receive. Maybe it is about really working on being present. Maybe it is releasing attachment to the outcome and the form. I've heard that. It's the essence, the desire, but be flexible with the form, the way that it shows up in your life. I think I was so fixated on it having to be a certain way that I wasn't really open to seeing that 
it was showing up better than I had expected or in a different way that was perfect for me. But I was trying to control the situation and determine what was perfect and what wasn't and then being judgy about it, which I have worked a lot on releasing and not doing that as much or anymore. So where can you be more open to receive? Where can you be present in the moment and really acknowledge and appreciate that what you've asked for has shown up in a way? Where can you be more flexible, release control, release attachment of what it's supposed to look like according to who? What if it's showing up in a way that's better than you can imagine and it's perfect and meant for you? You just have to slow down long enough to see it, appreciate it, and receive it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It means the world to me. And if this episode served you in any way, please help me get the message out there by sharing it on your social media and tag me as I'd love to know your favorite takeaways. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a review. And I hope you learned something you can implement now to live more purely aligned. Until next week.